Today's communion meditation is entitled, A Picture of Christ. It comes to us from Revelations 1, verses 10 through 18. And as you're turning there, I would like to ask each of you to prime your imaginations, because the Apostle John is about to describe for us a picture of the risen and glorified Christ. My purpose today is to give you the opportunity to allow that picture to resonate in your mind's eye so that it may turn the affections of your heart more greatly towards your Maker. Revelations 1, beginning in verse 12. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with, clothed with a garment down to the feet, and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. Brass as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun, shining in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Lord God, thank You for revealing Yourself in Your Word. May You open our eyes to it and our minds to it and our hearts to it that we may love You through them. I ask these things in the name of Your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now the passage that we have just read in the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ, that is the book of revealing or making known, is the first picture of the glorified Christ offered to us in the New Testament. Now yes, before John's vision, Others saw the glorified Christ. Stephen, for instance, saw him as he was being stoned. And Paul, or rather Saul, saw the light of Christ's glory and was blinded by it. However, this is the first time that we see the glorified Christ, the first picture that we have of him. Now, a picture in this sense of the word is a description so graphic or so vivid so as to suggest a mental image or to give an accurate representation of something. It is an image, a representation of someone or something. Now, I do not think that we can infer from this passage that if we were caught up into heaven this very moment, that the description here uh, is exactly what Christ would look like. But... This is a word picture given to us by Christ himself of what he looks like nonetheless. So, I would like to ask the question, what does this word picture accurately depict? 
Now, there is a lot that could be said about the description of Christ given here. His robe, His eyes, His feet, His voice, etc. However, I don't have the space here to say all those things, and I don't want to get lost in all the details. What I primarily wish to do is to highlight the awesome power of Christ's majesty. Look with me again at the end of verse 16. His countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. If we were all outside, I would invite each of us to turn and spend just the briefest of moments looking at the sun. It would be blinding, wouldn't it? Dazzling even. Now consider the fact that the sun is 93 million miles away, and its light as we see it must travel through cosmic debris, travel through atmosphere, through clouds, through dust, before it reaches us. The sun's light is obstructed. For the sun to be shining in its full strength is to be shining completely unobstructed. And here John is, standing in the very midst of a light like that. What do you think that would be like? Well, I'm not so sure, but to get an idea, I think we can look at how John reacts. John says in verse 17, that when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And to really appreciate this, consider for a moment who John was. He's the most beloved disciple. He's the one who knew Jesus the best during his earthly ministry. He's the one that was held in Jesus' bosom as they reclined at the table. Jesus, as he hung dying from the cross, asked John to take care of his mom. You got to know someone pretty well, I think, to say, yeah, your mom, now she's my mom. And yet, what is the first thing that John does when he sees the glorified Christ? He falls on his face in terror, as if dead. Hey, Bill, when's the last time you did a cartwheel? Probably not since you were a little child, huh? You ever stop to think about what you're going to do when you meet your maker face to face? The first thing you're going to do, I think, is fall on your face. But I don't think you're going to stay there. Because the next thing that's going to happen, I think, is that Jesus Christ, the Lord of lords and King of kings, arrayed in His glory and splendor, will step off His throne, will stoop down to you, will place His hand on you, and will say, do not be afraid. It is I. I'm the one who lives. I'm the one who died for you. And I'm the one who is alive forevermore. Praise God. And at that moment, I think you are going to dance before your Maker like a little child. Because you see, Philippians 2 tells us that Jesus Christ in all His splendor and majesty, who being in the form of God, 
did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of a cross. Isaiah 52 says that at the cross, Christ, his appearance was marred beyond human semblance and his form beyond that of the children of mankind. Imagine the king of creation arrayed in glory and splendor, suffering that for you. Because that's what it took so that you could stand before God without fear. That, I think, is the picture of Christ that this table points us to. This same Jesus, the Ancient of Days, very God of very God, who was born a man, lived a sinless life, suffered on the cross for our sins, who was dead and lived again, and who is alive at the right hand of the Father. This same Jesus invites us now to dine with him. This table points us back to Christ crucified and reminds us of the pet price that was paid on our behalf and it points us forward to Christ glorified. The passage I read in Philippians earlier, Philippians 2, continues and says, speaking of Christ, Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And this table points us to that day, the day when we will no longer need to imagine Christ when we will no longer need word pictures. For we will see our King face to face and we will sing His praises for eternity. Let us pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I am so looking forward to a day when I see You face to face. Thank You that even now I know you, that we know you, that we can have a relationship with you. Thank you for the price that you paid on our behalf. Thank you for covering our sins. Thank you for inviting us to this table now. May we take it in reverence and joy. And may we look forward to the day when we see you. It is in Christ's name I pray. Amen.